Egyptian Legends and Stories The Doomed Prince Once upon a time, there was a king and queen of Egypt, and they had no children. So they prayed to the gods to send them a child, and the gods favored them, and in due course a son was born to them. To the naming of the prince came the seven Hathors, which are the seven fates in Egypt. And they looked at the young child, and they said, He will die by the snake, or by the crocodile, or by the dog. And they went away. The king and queen were very upset, and to prevent this happening, they built a high tower and shut up the young prince in it, with first his nurse and later his tutor. One day, when he was a youth, he was looking out the window when he saw a puppy playing on the bank of the river, and he asked his tutor what this was, and he told him that it was a puppy. When the young prince said he would like to have one, it was not explained to him that he could not, because it was his fate to die by the dog, or by the crocodile, or by the snake. But you know how it is. The prince had set his mind on it, and when a prince wants something, he is bound to get it in the end. And he made such a fuss that eventually, they got him a dog. Meanwhile, although he was confined and could not go out freely in the countryside, he had been trained to ride a horse and to shoot with the bow and arrow and strike with the harpesh, the royal weapon, rather like a carved sword. One day, when he was visited by his parents, he told them that he was tired of staying cooped up in a tower and that he would rather go out and meet his fate. Naturally, they argued with him, but it was very little use. He had set his mind on trying his luck in the outside world. In the end, they gave in and allowed him to go, so that he set out on his horse and, followed, and was followed by his faithful dog. He went through Egypt, and from Egypt to Sinai, Palestine, and Syria. When he arrived at Naharim, which was part of Syria, bordering on the Euphrates, he went to the capital and found that it was in a state of great excitement. This was because the king of Naharain had promised his beautiful daughter to the first prince who could scale the outside of the citadel and reach her chamber. Naturally, all the young Syrian princes were eager to try, and when the young Egyptian prince arrived, they were making preparations to climb the formidable citadel. Now, although he had not told his parents, the young Egyptian prince had been in the habit of climbing in and out of his tower since he was a small boy, just to show that he could, so that climbing up the outside of the citadel presented few problems. He started to climb, and in a short while arrived at the princess's window, and she helped him inside. The king came hurrying up and said, Now which of the princes are you? For some reason, not entirely clear to us, perhaps he feared that Egypt and Naharain were not on good terms, the young prince replied that he was the son of the chief of the charioteers of the king of Egypt. The king was furious and said to his daughter, You must choose a proper prince. This is only a charioteer. We will reward him and send him away. But the princess replied, No. I like him better than the other princes. 
And if I cannot marry him, I will not marry any of the others. Well, you know how it is. It is no use arguing with a princess any more than it is of use arguing with a prince. And the king finally had to give way. So that they got married and set off to return to Egypt. While they were crossing the great Syrian desert, they had to stop for the night. And the prince, who was very tired, went heavily to sleep. Luckily, the princess woke at the sound of a rustling in the tent. She saw a large snake gliding toward her husband. She hurriedly poured out a bowl of milk and put it in the snake's path. Well, you know how fond snakes are of milk, so that it drank all of the milk and then fell fast asleep. So that the princess, who had been watching all this, took her husband's sword and cut off the snake's head. Thus, he had escaped the first of his three fates. When they got back to Egypt, the first thing that the prince could do, think of doing, all tired and dirty, was to swim in the Nile. But as soon as he had plunged in, the largest crocodile you ever saw surfaced near him and said, You cannot escape me, for I am your fate. There is only one means of escaping me, and that is if you can dig a hole in the sand, which will remain full of water, and then my spell will be broken. If not, death will come to you speedily, for you cannot escape. When the young man heard these words, he was full of gloom, and he returned to the palace and shut himself up in his room, refusing to speak even to the princess. However, by evening she had managed to penetrate his room and find out what the matter was. How can a hole in the sand remain full of water? The crocodile might as well have killed me at once, as there is no chance of my being able to break his spell, said the prince. The princess was a girl of infinite ingenuity, so she said, Is that all? I can deal with that. For I had a fairy godmother who taught me the uses of many plants, and I know that not far from here in the desert grows a small plant with four leaves that will keep the water in a pit for a whole year. You just start digging holes and filling them with water to keep the crocodile happy. As soon as it is dawn, I will set out on my donkey to look for the right herb. Now the princess had a splendid white donkey, and on this she set out into the western desert, even before it was light. At first, she could see only the flat sandy desert, but soon she saw a high hill with a rock sticking out of it, which was what she was looking for. She stopped in the shade of the hill, and with great difficulty and the aid of a rope that she had brought, she climbed the hill. When she got to the top, a strong wind was blowing, and this blew all the sand and grit into her face so that she could not see what she was doing. She had to grope around with her hands, and at first she thought there was nothing there. Finally, however, she found the plant stuck in a crevice of a rock and was able to count that it had four leaves. Then she set out down the hill again, got back to the donkey, and set off across the desert to return to the prince. The prince was, by this time, quite exhausted. He had been digging holes in the sand all day. He was not used to such a workout, and every time he filled the holes, 
in the sand with water, it ran out. And the crocodile was there with his jaws open, saying things like, Faster, faster! Or, I am getting quite hungry watching you work. Or, I do not suppose your wife will be back before I eat you. And other cheering remarks. When the princess arrived, he had just dug a particularly fine hole so that he was able to pour in the water from a large water jar right away. And when the water reached the top, the princess flung in the four-leafed plant. They were then in a very anxious state in case the water did not remain in the hole. But after half an hour, it was still as full as before, and the crocodile had sulkily admitted defeat and went away. Thus, the prince escaped the second of his three fates. The prince and princess were staying at Memphis when they heard that the old king who was living at Thebes had fallen ill. They became anxious to see him, so they set off in a royal sailing boat to see him. However, it was the time of the low Nile, when the river was very shallow, and as they came round the bend from Dendera, where the river makes a great loop, the boat ran on a sandbank, and the crew could not get it off. Added to this, the north wind, which usually blew steadily, enabling them to sail upstream against the current, died away. So the prince and princess got off the boat and decided to go over land across the desert to Thebes. They did so, but it took them rather longer than they expected, and when night came, they had to take refuge in a cave. During the night, a band of robbers passed by. Their dog barked at them, and the robbers rushed in and killed both the prince and princess. Thus, he had finally met his third fate, which he could not escape.